on Friday, one of the greatest acts of divine providence that I have ever experienced happened to me. You see, a couple of weeks ago, my best friend asked me if I could go to St. Louis for yesterday to baptize his fourth child. And of course, I agreed to do that. He's my dearest friend. And I decided to clear my schedule on Friday, admittedly so that I could play golf with my dad. But when I set this up, I also like when I go to St. Louis to celebrate Mass at the local parish where my pre- my, the priest who baptized me, who vested me, and is one of my family's dearest priest friends, is the pastor. And so I called him, he called me actually on my anniversary of ordination a couple weeks ago, and he said, hey, um, how are you? Happy anniversary. It was great. And I said, well, I'm in St. Louis next week, next Friday. Could I come and celebrate Mass at your parish with you? He said, absolutely, come on by. So on Friday morning, I get to the parish. It's wonderful. It's, you know, simple Friday morning Mass. He's already vested and ready to go. No, nothing, just nothing special about the Mass. You go there, I'll go here. Okay, all right. So we go out to Mass, and he starts Mass, and he's got tears in his eyes. And he starts the opening prayer. And there's a special prayer that priests can pray only on their anniversary of ordination. You see, it was Father's 50th anniversary of priestly ordination. And I had no idea. I was there to celebrate Mass, but I had come for admittedly selfish reasons, to be able to spend some time with my dad. And yet God, in his providence, made it possible for me and my parents to be at Mass on the 50th anniversary with one of the dearest priest friends, and one of my mentors. And his homily was simple and beautiful. He is a man of extraordinary humility and faithfulness. But the thing that really struck me in his short daily mass homily about the priesthood was two things. The first is that we're all called to holiness. No matter what our state in life, God has called us there to be saints. And the second thing was this, was his peace and how much peace he had with his vocation, with the church, and with living out his call to holiness. And this wasn't some like Pollyanna-ish type of piece where he's just kind of, you know, looking through the world through rose-colored glasses. This is a man who went through priestly formation in the late 1960s and early 1970s when the world was changing and in turmoil in so many ways. This was a priest who during his priesthood had many friends who left the priesthood. This was a priest who had seen some of his dear friends in the priesthood accused of terrible things. In fact, we had a mutual friend who went to prison for his crimes. It's not as if he has not suffered and given his life for Christ. In fact, the parish where he was pastored the longest shortly after he left there was closed. But this man was at peace. Why? How? Jesus says in the gospel today, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Second line is just as important as the first. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. You see, the peace that the world gives is simple tolerance of each other. The peace that we find in the world is oftentimes lacking in any sort of substance. The peace in the world is fickle and easily lost. We see this when we see heinous acts of hatred and racism, like the shooting last week in Buffalo. We see the peace of the world falling apart when we see the unjust invasion of Ukraine by Russia. We see the peace of the world falling apart when we ourselves choose sin 
The peace of the world is something that is easily lost. But the peace that comes from Christ endures forever, but it is given by Christ himself. He is divine. He gives to us as God gives to us because he is God. And so the peace that we seek in this world, the peace, the meaning, the purpose that God offers to us comes through Jesus Christ. In that beautiful second reading from the book of Revelation, we hear about how the Lamb is the light of the eternal Jerusalem. At our baptism, each one of us was given a candle and we were told to receive the light of Christ. The light of Christ, the Lamb of God that illumines the eternal Jerusalem has been given to us. And so the peace that we seek is allowing that light to illumine our lives, our decisions, our relationships. When we have a life that is turned and see, turned toward the light of Christ, seen in the light of Christ, we have peace. Because we see through the divine eyes of the good shepherd who loves us, whom the Father has sent. And so in our lives, we need to start by looking at everything we do in the light of Christ. We are all called to holiness, but how do we illumine our relationships, our work, our families, everything we do with the love of God that was given to us in baptism? Or our decisions, whether they be small or grand, taken and, re- and discerned through the goodness of God? Is God the first person to whom we turn when we need something? When we are discerning something, when we are thinking of something new or exciting or different, this is the light that offers us peace. But it is so easy for us to seek other things to illumine our decisions, to seek what is going to give me power, honor, pleasure, or wealth. But again, the peace that God offers to us, the happiness and the joy that will allow us, even in the midst of the worst the world has to throw at us, joy and peace and meaning is the light that comes from the Lamb of God. But because we are sinners, because we fall short, because we mess that up from time to time, God in His infinite love for us sends us also the Holy Spirit and the church. As we heard in that first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, there's this great line in there, there was no little dissent within the church. Does that sound familiar? Do you feel that at times, right? There are so many things over which it is so easy for us to be divided, to, to, to dissent from one another, to be confused, to have acrimony between us, to lack peace. And so in order to bring and to embolden the light of Christ in our lives, God sends his very self and the Holy Spirit to unite to us, but also to be present in the church. And so when we have those gifts or those acts where we need to discern, those big decisions we need to make, we can turn to God who dwells within us through the Holy Spirit and who dwells within the church. And God will offer us peace. It was so beautiful on Friday to see Father when he was speaking about his priesthood in such humble and faithful ways, 
to know that this man just simply tried to love God and love his neighbor. Everything he did was always as a faithful son of God, a faithful son of the church. And was he perfect in that? Absolutely not. But he strove. And that's the thing that's for us, friends, as we look to our lives. Where are those areas of our life where we don't have peace? Bring it to Jesus. Pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit to be enlivened within you. And look to the church. If the church says that is not good, don't do it. If the church says it is a good thing, give it a shot. The church is there to help us, to lift us up, not only through its authority given by the Holy Spirit, but by the communion we each have with one another through the Holy Spirit in the church. That we can be that light for others, those sitting next to us. I look at that father, his name is Father Lycum. I look at Father Lycum, and in so many ways, he is a light for me. Though we are different in so many ways, though we have grown up in very different churches, his light shines on me and inspires me to be a better priest. So too in our communion as a church, with the Lamb as the light, with the Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts, and with the teachings of Christ and his church alive for us. And so, friends, we need to take everything in our hearts to the Lord. Are there a place in your life where you're not at peace? Take it to Jesus. Is there a relationship that is falling apart or with you're struggling to forgive or you're holding a grudge? Take it to the Lamb. Take it to the church. The church is not some big monolithic thing. The church is the sacraments. The church is the scripture. The church is each of us. Bring your hearts. Bring yourselves. Bring everything to God. Let him illumine it and give meaning and purpose. Let him release that burden from you and give you peace. Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives it, do I give it to you. And then the last thing, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. No matter our lives, no matter the realities around us. Jesus offers us peace. There's no reason for us to be troubled or afraid when that light of Christ is the light that burns and gives light to our soul and to the world around us. The church is preparing us now for the coming of, of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Let this week be an opportunity to start seeking that peace by bringing all of your burdens and your struggles to the Lord.